0: Today's scripture reading is from John, chapter 19, verses 28 through 29. Please rise for the gospel reading. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you this morning as we continue the sermon series Find the Words from the Cross. And today um, we are in week five of the series. And today we are going to study together Jesus' fifth last words which Jesus saying, I am thirsty. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise your name. Let your light shine bright for us as we study the final words of your son, Jesus Christ. For out on us the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be opened. In your name we pray, amen. How much water do you drink per day? Actually, I'm thirsty right now. I wish I have a water bottle right next to me. I forgot to bring one. According to some research, um, if you want to keep your body healthy, you need to drink at least four to six cups of water per day. It means that you'd better not wait until you feel thirsty to drink water. As you know, the human body consists of at least 60% of water. Water helps to regulate the internal, the human body temperature, and strengthens the muscles, and also moisturizes your skin. It means that water is very important for the human body and helps to keep the human body functioning properly. When the time of death nears, thirst becomes a common source of distress in a dying person due to dehydration. Some of you have spent time with your loved ones near death. You have probably noticed that the person was very thirsty, and or if you have been in a hospital for surgeries, um, you might remember that you were forbidden to drink or eat anything. So you felt that your mouth really dried out. I record the time that when I was in hospital for delivering my baby, I was forbidden to take any food or liquid just in in case that I need some c-section. So the 24 hours of labor was like a nightmare. I was hungry and I was thirsty. But I wasn't able to eat or drink anything. So if I was lucky, then I was able to have some ice ice chips or uh, the given lollipop with a sponge attached it. Or sometimes I was not lucky, I just had to endure the dry the uncomfortableness with my dried-out mouth and along with the pain from construction. I was wondering if that is how Jesus felt when he was hanging on a cross and spoke his fifth words. I am thirsty. Last Sunday, we heard his fourth last words, and the the scripture says, he said, my God, my God, why have forsaken me? With a loud voice. But probably this time, Jesus was whispering. Let's consider what it reveals to us when Jesus said, I am thirsty. Actually, there are multiple things that the words, I am thirsty, reveals to us, but today I want to share with you only two things because I do not want to preach for over one hour. So firstly, the words, I am thirsty, Along with Jesus' fourth last words that we learned last Sunday, it reveals that Jesus was true human because the, because the thirst is a real human need. What does it matter for us to know that Jesus was a true human and his suffering was real? Because the fact Proves that Jesus is the Messiah who sacrificed himself to serve as a ransom for many. Today, there are some groups of people like Muslim who do not believe Jesus' physical death on the cross, his suffering, and even his resurrection. Because they deny the fact that Jesus is God. So they, the Muslims believe that Jesus never died, but was carried to heaven right before he died, like the prophet Enoch. Similar things happened in the past around the first and the second century. When John, whom we believe as a writer of the Gospel of John, was active in his ministry, there were some groups of people like those teachers who saw Jesus as a spirit, who only appeared to be a man, but could not die or even feel pain, they believe that they believe that way because their belief was closely related to gnosticism, which views physical matter as inherently evil and spiritual substances as inherently good. In their belief, they thought that Jesus did not actually get crucified on a cross, die, nor get resurrected. These were fake news that delivered wrong information regarding Jesus. So John, as the one who was standing very close to Jesus with Jesus' mother Mary, and who witnesses Jesus dying on a cross in person, might want to correct the fake news that prevailed among the people who did not see Jesus dying in person. By editing "I'm third sentence of the gospel. This is because for John, it was very important to identify Jesus as fully God and fully human because he believed that Jesus was a source of salvation for all humankind And we can see his efforts from the first chapter of his book, the Gospel of John, and to the end. In the first chapter, John introduces Jesus as the Word, who was with God in the beginning, and who was God, and through whom creation happened. Each chapter of John's Gospel references Jesus Deity in some way. While stressing Jesus' divinity, John also highlighted Jesus' humanity. That's why John includes more miracle stories that were not included in other gospel, like Matthew or um, Mark or Luke. For example, changing water into wine, that miracle story, healing the royal officer's son, and healing the paralytic at the pool, and raising ladders from the dead. He added these miracle stories to support the claim that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus Messiah who is fully human and also fully divine. And at the end of his gospel, John clearly states his purpose for writing. He says, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. By adding Jesus' fifth words from the cross, I am thirsty, probably only a few people who were close to Jesus could hear the words. John wanted to deliver a message to people that Jesus actually suffered and died on a cross to forgive our sins, to become the lamb of God. And because without the suffering and without the death part, Jesus could not be the Messiah, the incarnate one who saved us from our sins, sick souls. And secondly, the phrase, I am thirsty, points to more than Jesus' humanity. As Lisa read the scripture, uh, today's scripture earlier, the Bible says that when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, there's parenthesis, in order to fulfill the scripture. I am thirsty. The opposite John intentionally added this sentence. Uh, can you change? Gabriel, oh yeah, thank you. Intentionally added this sentence in order to fulfill the scripture here to highlighting how Old Testament's scripture were fulfilled throughout Jesus' crucifixion. You remember uh, last week I told you that his fifth, I, I'm sorry, fourth last words from Psalm 22. It's the same. So this his uh, fifth words, I, I thirst, sentence alludes to the prophecy which is in Psalm chapter 22. So let me read the scripture for you. My mouth is dried up like a pot- and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. And we know this is not the end of the story. This psalm moves to God's deliverance at the end. And when Jesus said, I am thirsty, the Bible says, They offer, we don't know who they are, but they offer him sour wine. And another translation, it says vinegar wine. And you might think that vinegar wine, yuck. However, this drink is mentioned in the Old Testament as a refreshing drink. And also in Greek and Roman literature as well. For example, Boaz offered this drink Ruth when she came to um, his field to work. was said to her, you can dip your bread in the sour wine. It was a common beverage at the time that ordinary people would drink to relieve their thirst because it was inexpensive and it relieves thirst more effectively than water. The same wine was offered to Jesus to quench his thirst. And at verse 30, it says, Jesus had received the wine. Some of you might notice that in other gospels like Mark and Matthew, Jesus refused to drink the wine when when it was offered to him. But here, Jesus received the wine. Why? Mark chapter 15, verse 22 to 23 says, Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, and they offered him wine mixed with more. But Jesus did not take it, and they crucified him. And Matthew talks about it, but he used gall instead of more. Matthew chapter 27 verse 34 says, they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. Apparently, gall and mar are synonymous here. According to the old tradi- uh, tradition, the wine mixed with a gall or more was a kind of drink that had medicating narcotic effect on who drinks it. So respected women in Jerusalem provided narcotic drinks to those condemned to death in order to decrease their sensitivity excruciating um, sensitivity to excruciating pain. So when the wine mixed with gold, marr was offered to Jesus to drink. Matthew and Mark record that the wine was offered at the beginning journey of Jesus' crucifixion. He says, then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha. They offered him wine, Mrs. Mar, but Jesus did not take it and then they crucify him. Do you kind of get that? Why this time Jesus did not take the wine, but later he took it. So at the beginning of his journey, Jesus refused to drink the wine that decreases pain Because he chose to suffer, he intentionally he chose to suffer for us. He didn't want to decrease his pain by drinking the wine that had a narcotic effect. Instead, Jesus chose to take uncomfort in this way. Why? Whenever we are sick, we look for painkiller, give me painkiller, right? But Jesus refused it, why? Because it was his mission. Like a lamb of Passover, like a lamb of Passover, Jesus must endure the suffering and pain to redeem our sins sins so that he could identify with the suffering that we all experience so that he could show us the costliness of our sin and God's grace. I think this is the amazing revelation about Jesus. At the early stage of his mission, Jesus refused to take the wine because he knew that his mission had not completed yet. But at the end, when Jesus knew that his mission was almost completed, he was at the finish line of his mission he said, I am thirsty. And he received the drinks that quenched his thirst. Because he knew his mission, saving humans from their sins were almost completed. And it was by, by drinking the wine, Jesus probably also modeled for us that we too need to take the drink, the living water that only our Lord Jesus Christ can offer to us by his death and resurrection so that we never feel thirsty, but we have eternal life. Two weeks ago, I sent out a pastor letter for Lent to congregation, you may probably already received the mail. And in that letter, I ask each one of you to ponder the question, why we need Jesus? Why we need Jesus Christ? I think Jesus' last seven words answer that question. As long as we are human beings, I think no one can escape from adversity, suffering, or sickness, and even death. Because the world that we live in is broken and imperfect. But knowing the fact that Jesus, who is fully human and fully divine, and also faced many of the same struggles and challenges that humans face, in temptation, suffering, death, and knowing the fact that Jesus is the one who offers us the living water that gives us eternal life, gives us comfort and hope. At the same time, Jesus models for us how to live our own lives with his own examples, by resisting evil forces and by conquering the death. So that's why we need Jesus Christ. Everybody has same condition in this world. But those who have Christ in their hearts, their life are different. They live like the light of the world because they have the living water that our Lord gives us. Please remember that Jesus was abandoned, suffered, and died though he never let it get him. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Thank you for the truth you have shown us today through this study. You are the true God who came to Earth as a true human. So we thank you for your love. We thank you for your suffering and your death. Lord, help us seek you more and thirst for your words. With your spirit, continue to guide us as we study your final words.